Ultra. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we can't stop thinking about Spider-Man 2. One, I've been reading poetry lately, minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Gary Roby from Harry Potter Minute. I'm Brian Green, and I play Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, we're very glad uh, to have you guys here for Minute 56, today's Minute, which of course is the one that begins with Peter watching MJ in slow motion and ends with Peter saying, John. Uh, <laughs> that's where we're at today. It's just one solid uh, minute of awkward, and, uh, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Nah, is, it, is, it, is this as awkward as tomorrow? Yeah, no, this is more mm. awkward. Um, I, yeah, I this is so. this is more uh, th- this is more awkward than tomorrow. Maybe not quite as awkward as Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> just a week of awkward here. Yeah, Heck yeah, yeah. It's yeah. planetarium time for <laughs> awkward feelings and mm-hmm. weird moments where you stare and don't have things to say. Yeah. Oh God. So um, <laughs> so right before we started recording, uh, I I sort of realized that I didn't. I, I, I recognize the song that the band is playing, the do 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 but I didn't I didn't know I didn't know exactly what it was. You guys think it's stars and stripes? Is that what you guys Stars and Stripes Forever? Stars and Stripes Forever. Okay, so so yeah, it's one of those songs that I just know but I take for granted because that I don't I don't know the name of it. And like there are certain yeah. songs where I'm just like, oh yeah, I know that song, and I just sort of take for granted that I know it, and I don't know why I know <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> where it comes from. Um, and uh, and I was gonna say that um, w- one of my most embarrassing stories of like an example of that is that uh, uh, <laughs> my my friend I, I had a friend in my in my I don't know in my early twenties they uh, they found out that they were getting married. Um, oh. which actually ties into something that's happening later in this week. But uh, they found out they were getting married and uh, I, uh, it was a, it was a work friend. And when they said it, I started humming what I thought was the <laughs> wedding march. Oh no. And, but what I actually hummed was the graduation theme. <laughs> Oh, and it was da, 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 da. yeah, and, and everyone just looked at me like, "What the? Hell? What are you <laughs> doing?" And I was like, "That is that not is that not right?" It's like, unless I'm graduating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. that's it. That's what happens when they don't have lyrics in them. You know, where yeah. it's just like it's just I know music. a melody, uh-huh. but where does it come from? Mm-hmm. It seems you know formal in some way. Well, I, I love I love both uh, Alan Alan Silvestri's. Um, uh, Captain America theme and Avengers theme. I love both mm-hmm. of those, but 
Mm-hmm. If you tell me to hum both of them back to back, I can't do it because they're a little, they're just similar enough yeah. <laughs> yeah. that it's it's hard to differentiate mm-hmm. them hum, humming wise. I, I think, I think the Avengers is the bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 like that's yeah, right. the, mm-hmm. the yes. Avengers one, I think. But now that I've done that, I can't remember how to hum. Uh-huh. The Captain America. Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, that's that's what happens. It's real strange. Um, anyway, music's weird. Uh, music's weird. Yeah. Um, so we kind of we we begin today's minute with this um this little thing with the cameras that I thought was kind of fun, and that we're we're finishing up our slow mo shot from last week here, mm-hmm. and I I kind of like that the camera tracks left on John and MJ, and then right when we get to Peter. And then left again once we get back to the band playing whatever this song is, um, <laughs> where we've kind of got this like, like we're reeling, like it's all, you know, motion in one direction, motion back the other direction, motion the other direction, even though it's slow, it's like slightly disorienting. And then we cut to this like rock steady locked off tripod shot as Peter exits the, um, mm. the world in center frame. I just think it's kind of cool that this like, you know, again, when this stuff happens in the movie when we're not getting super stylish. It's very rarely like full on Edgar Wright e like showing like telling the story with the the filmic techniques, but it's always like in service of it or mm-hmm. or supporting it in a fun way. In, in general, I think mm-hmm. that uh, you know we we've talked so much about how this uh, how this film. Um, was sort of how how it came together and how it was sort of like the the whole production was a was a huge huge mess yeah. and uh really flying by the seat of their pants but I, I i look at this scene and i think that this is one of the scenes that scenes that actually benefited from that because as we'll mm-hmm. go through this week it just feels like they're not second guessing anything they're just like yeah, yeah this happens and then this happens and then this happens and everything sucks mm. um <laughs> and and i think it i think the movie benefits from that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, it's that relentless uh drubbing that life gives Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> it, it feels um of a piece with that. Yeah. 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 Uh it's interesting because from a character arc it almost feels like the the Peter's character arc and the movie's plot are almost separate as far as um structurally because mm. you know, you could say that Act two started with Doc Ock's origin, but when yeah. you're looking at Peter's arc, he still feels like he's in Act one territory. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. he hasn't really he hasn't really stepped over any kind of threshold. That doesn't come until mm-hmm. um, next week, and right. Right. but that's that's over an hour into the movie before that happens. I just think that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the timetable is like separate. Um, mm-hmm. Even though even though all of their like. Even though all of their like key scenes are integrated together, you know every big Doc Ock scene is also a pretty big Peter scene. the The pace at which they're moving along them is kind of shifted. Whereas in the first film, they were kind of neck and neck with right. the Green Goblin's development happening on pace with Peter's development. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, but I li- I do like these stretches where it's just hey, let's just sit in life being bad to Peter. Like, <laughs> It's the it's the benefit of your lead actor getting his back almost broken when he fell off a horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we had to cut out a, an action scene or two here, so mm. this is this is where we're at. Um, yeah. When we when we do have Peter sort of exit the door here and uh, you know to try to escape whatever moment he was just <laughs> in, 
this is nowhere near as elaborate as the uh, the the entrance to the planetary shot, but there's still a ton of work going on here that I think is kind of cool to point out in terms of uh, Bill Pope's approach to depth in a scene. So because the walls are see-through, even if like, you know, structurally or however this is written, it's just Peter exits the door and then we'll have the joke later. You still have to populate the background and there's stuff going on there like past the wall itself because we can see through the wall. Mm -hmm. right. You have all this action in the background. The actual scene itself plays out in the midground, And then the joke happens by raising something up into the foreground. And then Peter has to advance towards us. <laughs> it's this all this fun, deep focus stuff that, uh, you know, even in a silly joke like this is pulled off. I, again, it's like it's not like the timing is as precise or crazy as the uh, <laughs> the initial descent into 200 extras or whatnot. But it's um, right. it's a fun gag. Is I this like is it. this our second or, or third? Second. It's our yeah. second order yeah. gag. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have it. been I Peter it. in these situations mm -hmm. where you're working some <laughs> event and all the guests see that you you are working this event, so they don't care if you get fed. Right. <laughs> so they're, yeah. they're 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 like, okay, cool. I'll, gra I'll grab this. No one cares about the, this guy who's working this event if he gets fed or not. <laughs> yeah. It's such a surreal social thing. Uh, you know, we, we we talked about this last week a bit, but like a, a big event like this is a weird place to be in, and it's hard to exist in if you don't have like somebody to hold on to. Yeah. There. Mm -hmm. And Peter's just kind of adrift, and I immediately, whenever he's in that like awkward social thing, I immediately empathize with him more. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's yep. That's definitely me right there. <laughs> so hungry. What Aww. what is this hors d'oeuvre? Do you think? Like, what is it? I it's don't. Like a I don't know. Little canapé. I don't know. We don't get a good shot of it. Canopy? Just... It looks like, yeah, uh, it looks, I, I I don't know. It looks like some kind of um, mini mini pie, mini quiche. I was going to say thing. a mini quiche, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because there's definitely like a pie type shell to it, but there's a big thing like on it. Yeah, it looks like thing. strawberry jam, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's a gummy uh, bear. Blur <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's blurred out, so it's hard to. <laughs> really make out what it is uh it could be like maybe a marinara sauce or something um mm, if it's like a quiche yeah. maybe yeah i don't know if it's <laughs> or a sun-dried tomato some kind Ooh, of yeah you know savory thing Ooh, right on there yeah right. Right. We, we just know it looks appetizing and it's out of his grasp uh -huh. because yep. peter like everything else <laughs> poor peter <laughs> yeah, yeah everything he wants is out of his grasp you guys oh there it is <laughs> There it is. Oh, that's good. And and my favorite part of the shot isn't actually the joke. Because, I mean, the joke's fine. Like, the joke is fun and all that. But what my favorite part of the shot is after the joke, um, and after he gives that, like, big look uh, off camera, his, like, really you know, sort, yeah. sort of look that mm -hmm. he does, um, we have this little beat where he spots MJ, but we don't see her yet. And I just like that, like, when he takes that step forward we focus just and then the frame shifts like a couple degrees to the left it's really small but it, but you can feel it happening that we kind of go from our comedy framing that we were in that like wide framing where we're flat to the wall to a slightly more romantic framing because when he sees her like the world around him shifts mm -hmm. I, I just i like that i just think it looks really cool it is really good yeah, his little face. Yeah, it's, my, it's one of my. Um, I don't. I. I. I think. I don't know that I've ever realized that this wasn't a balcony that they were on. Hmm. Uh, 
like like ever. I don't think I just real. I don't think I realized that they they he was just walking outside. Um, yeah, because <laughs> I think I think the problem is that like I've never seen a party with the hors d'oeuvres where the people with the hors d'oeuvres are just walking outside. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've yeah. never I've never seen that. So I think I just always assumed this was some kind of balcony situation, but mm-hmm. um, they're just outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then people do cross behind her. So I don't know. It, yeah. Is it a mezzanine area? Is it some sort of like extra planet planetarium thing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, has, has anybody been to this planetarium in New York or a similar place? Oh, no. I haven't. No. I, I, have, I do. Uh, I wonder how many proms have been at this planetarium. Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the enchantment under the stars dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Feels very promy. <laughs> yeah, probably like a uh, rebel without a cause theme. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's all the, all the rich schools yeah. have it there. <laughs> yes, that's right. Rebel, rebel without a cause. That's the wrong coast, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's a planetarium. Okay, so, you know, <laughs> right. it, it's, it tracks a little bit. All right, <laughs> it's a very different planetarium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, this is this is modern glass nighttime planetarium versus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to even call the Griffith Observatory Planetarium. It's like a a little neoclassical thing on a hilltop. Yeah, it's just kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, oh, you. And we, oh, you. Yeah, I mean, here's... Oh, you. I, I, <laughs> this is the thing. I, I it, love right? that yeah. performance of that line. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, yeah, it hurts. It hurts, but it like I get it, you know? Like... And then, where he's <laughs> this, this doofus tries to use the disturbance line again. Uh, oh man, Peter! Yeah, he's a fool. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just a fool. It's the line that got mm. him fired. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing in the tank. There, it's well, he's been perceiving this situation wrong, right? Like, she's you know, besides the fact that like this shot is very pretty of her like alone contemplating outside, he comes. You know, George McFlyin up there uh. to like profess stuff to her. And it almost is like a romantic moment. And then when she turns, we're only going to be in shot reverse shot for the rest of this scene. Because there is no romance here, you idiot. You already ruined it. <laughs> and I just, like, I, 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 I don't know. I think about this movie and scenes like this. And when I do run into people that like don't like MJ in these films, I think this, this type of thing is a thing that's, that like, gets hooked onto, but I totally get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he thinks it's one thing, but to her, she got her hopes up for him and he hurt her in like the most personal letdown so far. Yeah. She doesn't owe him anything. So she's just, oh you. And it's no like John Wick oh, but it's oh, there's a lot in that. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and 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 this this thing where where he's like He's like, I started reading poetry, and she's just like, whatever that means. <laughs> I just love it. I I I love how he's here to have this big moment, this big romantic moment, mm-hmm. and MJ's just not having it. She's like, no, 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 no. this is not happening. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Uh, she just not- shuts him down at every turn. It's great. It's really great. And then and then she's still like vulnerable about it because okay, so reading poetry, I mean, I get we know where he's coming from because we've been with Peter this whole time, but like what a doofus. 
what a doofus line to say. And like, even after he's that much of a doofus, she's still willing to give him the like, I can't keep thinking about you. Yeah. Like, uh, bit. Like, that's very generous of her because she could just like ignore him or not give him anything there. But she's just like, what are you, what are you doing? You absolute dunce. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Peter. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> day by this day. All- <laughs> <laughs> she's just like don't and, start this what and what was the what was the uh, uh the twist in that particular poem that he's reading oh, the, and not understanding yeah. the the relevance of it right so this is a portion of the song of hiawatha from longfellow but this one is a story about one of the four winds who was like longing after this beautiful woman he saw in the distance but his eyesight wasn't very good and she had like golden hair and then it turned to white and then eventually she was gone and it turns out when his like brother, one of the other winds, tells him what was going on, he's like, "No, dude, that was a dandelion. Like it was. <laughs> you're just looking at a flower on the other hillside. It wasn't actually a person. It's like, it's not romantic because it's useless sighing after something that can't exist. But he he doesn't even know it or acknowledge it. So it's like, of all the poems you could have picked to try to show how he was like." really perceptive about this woman he chose the one where a guy is so clueless about women he doesn't realize a flower is not a person (laughs) (laughs) oh this poor guy (laughs) yeah yeah he's no he's brought it on himself to it yeah i mean yeah a little bit (laughs) i mean this i guess this is one of another one of the moments in this movie that not that this isn't working well, because this this works like gangbusters, for me at least. Mm-hmm. But I think about the parallel universe where we haven't reset this relationship to prior to the end of the first movie, which we've been talking about kind of the whole time, this idea that in order for the like story we chose in Spider-Man 2, we kind of have to forget the fact that MJ knows how Peter feels about her and knows he's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which he basically does at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. So... This is one of the scenes where I kind of wonder what is the equivalent, you know, big issue they have in the world where we were honest about where their relationship was then. We didn't do the soft reset and it was they were in a relationship here and he's being a doofus. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how that would play out, but I feel like. I Well, I feel like, well, number <sighs> one, they wouldn't be here because. Why would they be at John's party um, but if they weren't together? But but I think that – I think – I don't think there's a big difference here because her – well, we can't really get into it unless we get into tomorrow's minute. But, okay, fair. But, fair, fair. but she's her, – her, her issue is not with him hiding things from her. It's with him yeah. not being available to her, which is yes. – yeah. yeah. Which is – Which still works, still right, tracks. Right, Yeah. Exactly. And and I think he's still in this moment thinking it's about what it's not about, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, but I'm I'm trying real hard right now. And look, I like poetry. Like (laughs) that can't fix the thing that you did, buddy. Like you weren't there when you said you would you were there. And I also think that there's there's a level of um, there's a. A, a little bit of a grossness factor here because mm. because I think that there's an element of Peter doesn't have time for her, but he still only wants her to want him. Mm. And, yeah. and so this poetry thing 
it it really feels like oh yeah i'm gonna win her over with this poetry thing like it, it's almost like he just wants her to be pining over him all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um instead of letting her move on with her life it's yeah. it's really it it's really strange because it it feels a little bit like a betrayal of this character especially a betrayal of his sacrifice at the end of the first movie like yeah. there there's a there's a world where this movie i think would be improved a little bit his this arc between the two of them would be improved a little bit if mm-hmm. even if you didn't want them to be together in this movie fine mm-hmm. but <laughs> i think that it could have been improved a little bit by him pretending to be fine with her being with john mm. ooh because he's Obviously not because he he's not over her mm-hmm. and she's not over him. But I don't think that he having Peter chase MJ is a good choice because I think it just reflects poorly on him as a character. Whereas if he mm-hmm. just leaned into that sacrifice and just saw all of the things that he's missing out on because of that sacrifice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would pay off better and it wouldn't feel like a betrayal of his character because I don't I don't know what he's trying to accomplish here other than being a little skeezy and a little uh problematic and a little yeah. uh <laughs> you know he, he just he's just controlling a little yeah. controlling right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah in yeah. in like in like a in, in that weird like you know backhanded controlling way that mm-hmm. that emotionally sure. manipulative way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the only, the thing that lets me usually whistle past this stuff as I'm watching this movie, um, which isn't, it's I just got, not, I Brian, did you just get the image of Grandpa walking into the the, <laughs> the bordello and walking back out again? I mean, that's always playing in my head, but it was appropriate yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you said whistle past. That's that's exactly what I saw. Right. Yeah. I I think what le- usually lets me whistle past it beyond you know foreknowledge of the end of the movie is um, that. This is a believably juvenile place for him to be coming from, Peter being a juvenile doofus. Like, we're not fully in high school Peter mode here, but it's still, he doesn't have a lot of experience with relationships and or uh, women or any of this stuff. And I think this almost childlike, but I want this thing, why could I, why should it not be mine right now, is a an understandable uh, like brain space, even if it's not a laudable one. So I, I kind of like, yeah. I, I think I understand that. Uh, yeah. And, and I and I get, I get where you're coming from. However, my mm-hmm. argument would mm-hmm. be if that's what they're trying to do, then they need to stop presenting our three main characters as adults, because <laughs> that's all yeah. that's all this movie is doing is being like ah what do you mean they were in high school a year ago they're all 25 look at them right she's um, <laughs> a sexful ass actress he lives on his own harry's the head of special whatever yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah yeah um yeah it's it's you know it, it's just it has because it has that problem it's in and you know all of uh all all teen shows have the same mm-hmm. problem um, you know, you look at Buffy, it's just like, yay, we graduated high school. Now we're in college. Now we're 30. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it, like, and it's you, you forget that at the end of that show, Buffy is only 21. Uh, oh my God. Somehow. Yeah. 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 Right. See, yeah. right. 
Yeah, you forget that because it's very easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and they want you to forget that because they want you to be like, no, they're adults now. Just accept mm-hmm. them as adults. And that's what they're definitely trying to do here. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of, of, of Peter having that immaturity, which is definitely a thing that all guys of that age go through. You know, it's that, mm-hmm. it's that mm-hmm. process of growing up, of like learning that you can't have what you, – you can't just have things because you want things. And you right. can't just and also, have people because you want people. They it has to be a two way street. It's a whole yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> She's and, not a prize, Peter. She's not a prize. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Learning that is is certainly a, a process for you know late teens, early twenties guys. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate the idea of that of dealing with that. But one, I don't think it ends with any uh, uh, proper repercussions. Um, yeah. For that to be the case, and 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 two, it it just I don't know. It just makes him look mm-hmm. like a doofus. Like it really just and I and I <laughs> and I really think it undercuts his sacrifice from the first movie, where yeah. he was like, "No, I have to do the mature adult thing and not do the not not be in this relationship just because I want yeah. to." Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now he's like back at like, mm, but I want to. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a little it's a little weird yeah yeah mm-hmm. um all all that all that being said i just really like the performances in this minute yes i really like i really like mj here with the um mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry there was a dist- he pulls out his old aziz excuse for mr aziz at pizza shop uh there was a disturbance and her her read on <laughs> if the, this was the a if this line. was a sitcom, I it, like every time he said that the studio audience would like burst out into cheers. Sorry, sorry, Jerry. There was a disturbance. Ah! Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Let me tuck this mask back in my pocket once more. Um, she, he, after after he throws that at her, I love her line read of, "I don't know you, and I can't keep thinking about you. It's too painful because." The words are almost too on the nose, but she just breathes this like sad life into it where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. She, you know, cuts cuts short that one conversational thread there. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a disturbance. Now we can talk about excuses here. Let's not talk about excuses. I don't know you mm. if this is how you treat people. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like, this like, she like catches her breath like she's going to cry and then is totally open with the, I can't keep thinking about you bit it's and it's it's just magical sometimes not just as like a movie watcher or you know an actor who's trying to work more to just watch people spin extra gold into something uh that i i really admire her as an actor honestly and um i don't think she gets enough credit in this franchise in general um but a moment like this like that's that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do convincingly. And I I love how it plays. It like breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's so good. <laughs> I, I'm all for her in this scene. Like, I'm totally on her side. Absolutely. It's like, Peter, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine why or how anyone could be on Peter's side of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just... it's so painful. <laughs> It is. It is. And like part of it might be like how 
clearly we've identified with him up to this point where like once you're locked into protagonist zone you're kind of empathetically linked to them yeah. to a certain degree right um it's like what uh, happened with everybody with um in breaking bad where yes everyone yeah. was like oh i hate his wife why doesn't oh, she just let him do yeah. the things i was like oh my god <laughs> literally just for five seconds look at the entire story <laughs> from her perspective <laughs> oh my god like, um, come on poor yeah and it's i don't know is this all he's all gotten himself into this it didn't have to be this way <laughs> right but yeah think, yeah and, and that's why i think even if i'm not on board with where he's coming from i can i can feel the past memories or like yes uh, you know similar things where oh i was being dumb and i made something bad because i was dumb and then i was in that corner and then caught in being dumb like oh boy oh spider-man maybe maybe this is the type of thing when people are like i don't like how much these movies are hard on peter this is the type of feeling they're referring to where you just have to sit in it like mm -hmm. the movie just makes you sit in it like you you doofus. Don't be a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man minute. Don't be a doofus. I just, <laughs> I just don't even know what he wants. What is he trying to accomplish here? Yeah, I don't know. What is his what is his what does he think is going to happen? I don't know. Start by <laughs> seeing her play, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> we will, I think, tomorrow get into the uh, the social dynamics of seeing people's plays. But uh, <laughs> come on, Peter, come on, buddy. Oh, this is this is rough. Like, what a joke. <laughs> I'm with John. He'll get my he'll get me my drink. Yeah, oh, that's good. John. I, I, I just, man, I love how, how just cleanly she shuts him down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The venom mm -hmm. in her voice with that line, he'll get my yeah. drinks. No, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, she doesn't have to cater to his feelings right now. Yeah. It's like, she does not owe him that. No. And I'm, ah, I just like how she doesn't mince words about it. She's like, he has run out of, I think in Peter's mind, like Peter came into this thing with like, okay, all right, like I learned from Otto, I'm gonna feed her poetry. She's gonna love me. I'm gonna say my Longfellow, and then she's I learned, gonna be like, I learned from that crazy guy who killed all those doctors that if I read like yesterday, <laughs> yeah, like a day ish ago, he killed all those doctors. Literally, and, and tried to murder Aunt May like not even five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> I learned from him that if I feed her poetry, it'll all be good, and then we'll, you know, get a drink or something. And that that ends so quickly that he's like, oh, what do I say? I guess I'll ask if I can get her a drink. <laughs> he can't even get himself I, a drink. Right. Come on, Peter. What? Oh, can I get you a drink? She just, no. I, I don't have time for this. I'm with John. He'll get me my drink. Oh, mm -hmm. You... Shine on, shine on MJ. I love how she's lit in this scene too. I just like, I think she looks glamorous and cool and awesome. Mm -hmm. And yeah, her hair did. Um, I don't know. Are what? Do you guys like this uh, sort of more gingery hair that MJ has in this film versus the like bright, bright red stuff she had last time? This looks so much um, more natural. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And and I think that this is the the type of lighting that it really shines in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But some of the it, it stuff looks later. the best. It look definitely looks the best in in this scene, yeah. um, as yeah. opposed to like 
later when she's wearing the um the the dress thing the, mm-hmm. yeah like the 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 dress thing she, it, it just sort of washes out the hair it feels like mm-hmm. uh and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't pop as much mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i but here i like it i like it when her hair pops sure yeah, yeah. because that's which is why i hate her MJ hair and, that's why i hate her hair in spider-man 3 mm. uh, it's basically <laughs> blonde Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it made me so sad. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it really did. But this is still like this is a, I mean, again, the this version of MJ in these films is not a direct adaptation of the MJ character from from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's moments like this, the like, I don't know, glam soiree MJ with like the full lipstick and earrings and her like her updo or whatever. Where I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, there's there's model MJ chilling mm-hmm. doing her thing. It's cool. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, tell us about Harry Potter Minute. Uh, we are also on uh, the same network, actually, DuelingGenre.com with you guys. And <laughs> we've been doing, we are over an hour and a half into Chamber of Secrets now. So we've, Whoa. yeah, yeah, we're booking along. We're, we're past the halfway point, finally, of the longest Harry Potter movie. And <laughs> I'm very happy to, I'm very happy about that. You, um, I think you guys are uh, done or very nearly done by the time this airs. So right, <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> so an early congrats to you, Gary. Thank you so <laughs> much. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Two movies down. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Um, if uh, you guys are on Facebook, go join the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group, and we'll be back with more uh, Brian and Gary on Minute Fifty Seven. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.